I am that I am. Adamas, in grand service to you. Welcome, Shambra, on this beautiful day, this gathering of energies from all over the world and all over the planet. Good to be here with you. I hope you feel the same about me. <laughs> I hope you feel the same about me when the clock strikes five o'clock and my time is done. I turn back into a pumpkin and uh, leave this place. So, Shambhur, we have a lot to discuss today. What a dreadfully depressing song that was chosen for the opening. It sounds like somebody is going through awakening. The worst, darkest, most tearful part of awakening. Who chose that song, Kaldra? I really would, would love to have some good classical music or, or at least some happy music. Uh, the Beatles, anything but that. <laughs> My God, if somebody going through Awakening listened to that, they'd want to jump off the balcony out there. <laughs> and this is how you represent yourselves? Well, Jumber, we have a lot to discuss today. Hmm. <laughs> Begin with uh, a question. By the way, not your question, mine. Have you noticed I, I don't really like to take questions during these gatherings, the, the inner circle gatherings. When, when Calder asked me once in a while to take questions during these other events, some of these uh, internet uh, shows, uh, I, I agree with him as long as he agrees that I can say what I want. <laughs> and I understand, I truly understand the frustration that some of these dear ones are going through. But I also have to point out that well over half of them have absolutely no desire to awaken. They love playing the game. They love, uh, as I put it to one so eloquently the other night, they love chasing their tail. <laughs> but they have absolutely no desire of catching it. They want the game to continue. Uh, some of the questions that are asked are, are ones that you've asked and passed by a long time ago. There was one good one the other night, one of many. But, dear Schomburg, we have far too, too much to do uh, to get into processing uh, inane qu um, called <laughs> questions uh, uh, that, that you already know the answers to. So, uh, you knew I was going to have to do this. You, you absolutely knew it. And if I got the ring, you'd never get it back. It's still not complete. Uh, not, oh, I want the... I want the hat. Yes, I'm. I am. I am that I am. I don't care what they say about me. And Caldra is certainly horrified. Well, at least he's no, a good judge. he's not quite here right now. So uh, uh, he'll see. The he'll pictures. see the pictures later. Then he'll be horrified. But my, what a nice scarf you have! But. 
I am me, I'm not Colleen, so I will keep this. So, dear Chambra, yes? Yeah. <laughs> this is our high consciousness spiritual gathering. And yes, I would like to be your teacher. <laughs> so, dear Chambra, I'm glad you can still laugh. You get this back. Beautiful hat, or wonderful hat. Too warm for the scarf, but you can have it, my dear. Uh, this I keep. So, Chambre, first question today. I'm not alone. Not just Adamus today. There, there is a co-conspirator with me. Who would that be? Uh, you might have the microphone ready, my dear. Is this a guessing game? A guessing game? I doubt. Uh, who's okay. with me? Take a moment, close your eyes if you Who's would, you? take a deep breath. Who is with me? Katumi! Katumi! He's getting ready to come in for our gathering in just a few weeks in Germany, so uh, he came in closer, so you're going to get a, a little bit of both of us today. Mm. Yes, wow. uh, a little curry with a little pepper, as they say. <laughs> So, dear Chambra, we have two main things to cover today, the continuing discussion of awakening. We're going to simplify this whole awakening thing. We're going to put it into simple, easy-to-understand terms for the ones that are coming after you. They're going to want it that way. They're going to want the, uh, the non-intellectual, non-belabored version of what is awakening. What do you go through on the way there, and how does it turn out? We are writing a book together. Every one of you has had very deep and personal experiences, very beautiful, traumatic, life-changing, earth-shaking, revolting, and incredible experiences. When we gather like this, Katumi, myself, and all of you, we join together. We put together this wisdom, and we're not going to make it uh, boring, no. We're not going to uh, – the shots just now with the hat, the scarf, everything should be on the front cover. So you're awakening <laughs> or just going crazy? But really, Chambra, really, don't other humans need to hear it this way? Or do you want to – or do they want to go through years and years of study and methods and boredom? Maybe a little laughter. Maybe – just maybe – what you learned, what you experienced along the way could be of such immense help to the others. Wouldn't that make everything you went through almost worthwhile, close to? <laughs> A little bit? Yes. The answer is yes. That's why you're here. So Katumi joins me today. We're going to talk about two things, uh, the continuation of our awakening talk, and then we're going to go into some potentials. And I'm excited about that part. Uh, it's, it's very real, and you'll be able to see the effects in the world around you over the next weeks or months or whatever. 
But to begin with, I, I would uh, ask, could you all please uh, turn around for a moment? Thank you. Thank you. Now, the reason why I asked you to do this was, was very simple. You have already awoken, ascended, whatever you want to call it. You've already become enlightened. You're already on the other side of the X spot. You've done it. You've accomplished it. And now you're looking back at how you experienced it. See, when I'm up there, you're looking forward, you're like, there's something beyond. There's something we still have to do. We have goals. We have to learn something. We have to stop beating ourselves. Actually, in reality, you're looking back on yourself. How did you experience it? How do you want to experience it? I think that's such a beautiful thing Katumi talked about several years ago right here. It's already done. It is a natural. I would ask you to keep looking back. I'm just walking this way. <laughs> Joking. It is a natural process that unfolds in spite of you. Sometimes it unfolds even with you. The doubt, the resistance, all the strange methods and uh, therapies and everything else, and more than anything else, dear Shambra, we'll get into this later, but counseling, processing, in spite of that, you've awakened. You're already there. You're already there. So take a deep breath. Nothing to worry about other than making a choice, going into the potentials. How did you get there? And you know, it's really quite simple. You can pick. You can pick how you got there. You may not feel that way right now. You may feel that mass consciousness, dark forces, the world in general is conspiring against you. But no, 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 no. You're conspiring against yourself. That's all. So, and that's okay. It's actually a lot of fun. I conspired against myself for 100 thousand years. Would you like to hear the story? <laughs> Nobody? No. Going once? Going twice? Okay. <clears throat> so you're just conspiring against yourself, really. So I want you to relax. We're writing, creating a living document, a dynamic, potential-filled energy-filled document about, about awakening. So the first question is – and, dear Linda, if you would be quick on the draw here. We have limited time, you know. Oh, yes. What is awakening? What is awakening? Anybody. And Linda will volunteer you. <laughs> It's. Being I'm sorry, Joshua. Please, and uh, before you start, lower the microphone a little bit. You, no, way down. Turn off his mic. <laughs> Let's do this together. I am that I am. We've done this before. I am. The yes, Josh. Yes, Josh. 
Joshua and I, on the count of two, one, two. I am that I am. Okay, all alone, by yourself now. I am that I am. Mm. Mm. Audience? Let's try it again. Take a deep breath. I know you just would like to choke me right now. Take a deep breath and let it out like you mean it. I am that I am. Getting a little better. Getting a little better. Sorry to pick on you here, but this is for every one of you. Every one of you. That voice that I'll explain it later. You'll understand, and then you go, ah, I wish I had just screamed it out. So go ahead and scream it out. I am that I am. There you go. Thank you. It can be done. It can be. So, uh, yes, what is awakening? Awakening is. With the mic, please. Awakening is being in that place you just mentioned, being aware that you are looking back and having that perspective. Good. Looking, looking back. Excellent. On self. Excellent. Uh, that deserves an award, actually. And two, one for the... Uh, two? For, one for the toning or the I am and one for... One moment. Hmm. Would you empty your pockets first? <laughs> Thank you. The other one. Nothing in there. So excellent. Two. That deserves two. He got his two. Next. Thank you. What is awakening? I'm going to talk about this thing, but what is it? Lottery prize? Yes. Awakening. Uh, you'd have to stand up and uh, speak directly into the mic, yes. please. It's all of my aspects, all of my divinity. I'm sorry, I can't hear All you. of my aspects, all of my divinity coming back home and then everything going out at the same time. They're going out? Expanding. Ah, good, good. I thought they came home and they no, said no, to hell sorry. with this. Expanding. We're leaving. <laughs> Clean the house. We'll come back later. Uh, excellent. So it's the integration. Yes. Uh, yes, an award, please. Okay. I hope you brought hundreds, thousands of awards today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good. A few more. What is awakening? <laughs> awakening is when you're half asleep and somebody puts a microphone <laughs> in your face. Ah. Oh. Nobody's yes. sleeping today. You, uh, uh, uh. Consciousness. Consciousness. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, Being aware. But, uh, give me a word to go with consciousness. Mm-hmm. Consciousness. Consciousness. Open a consciousness. Open consciousness. Or beginning. Expanded. Expanded. Yes. Expanded. Uh, uh, and uh, could I stuff words down your throat? Yes. Uh, awareness. 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 <laughs> Excellent. Awareness. Now, you're, you're looking forward onto your paths, and one of the greatest challenges, one of the greatest problems is limited awareness. Awareness is only what's in that day or in that week or in your immediate life, but almost no awareness of what you would call higher self, spirit, 
the no awareness that of all the entities floating around right now, and really no awareness of your divine. Some really bad intellectual concepts that have really messed you up about what divine is, but really no awareness. I think it was Tobias who said that that the divine is your simplicity, and but humans make it their complexity. The divine is so simple, and beautiful, and and pure. But there has been this effort, perhaps a, even a commercial effort or a religious effort, to make divine really complex, really way out there, and something that you need an intermediary or practitioners or facilitators to get to. So yes, awareness. And one more: what is what is Awakening. What happens when you're awake? Feeling. 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 Feeling is good. Uh, again, I would I would call that awareness, because as you're more aware, you have more in you have sensitivity uh, and aware uh, feeling, uh, sensory awareness of everything, of everything. So that's a good one. Uh, and if we haven't given out awards to everybody today, there are no wrong answers. That's uh, maybe, not what you maybe tell a me. few. Maybe a few. <laughs> one more, really good one. What is awakening? Trusting that everything is perfect. It's okay. It's great. It's perfect. Absolutely. Um, how would we put that for our book uh, to our readers? Um, trusting self. Trusting. I, I'm going to call it. Uh, I'm going to call it just uh, perfect uh, order. It's everything is in perfection. It's as I like to close our meetings with: all is well in all of creation, including you. This whole concept that things are really screwed up uh, uh, is uh, is such a lie, such a lie, and everybody buys into it. So, if you may, uh, if I may, I'm just going to call it. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect, even if you don't choose it to be perfect. You see. So, thank you. So, perfection. <laughs> Perfection. This is the sharp group. Now there is a lot, there are a lot of uh, the more inexperienced awakening ease people who are just getting into this, who assume that that awakening uh, suddenly makes you superhuman and all your problems go away and you you become psychic and uh, you can read the people's futures and things like that. It, but as you know, it doesn't work that way and truly doesn't work very well. So yes, so awakening. Next question. Might as well stay in the audience. I'm not going anywhere. Next question. We've talked about this X zone over our last few discussions. Now I'm, I'm zooming in on a on a beautiful process that's been taking place since the beginning of 
time and experience. You've been having these uh, dances of the waveforms. Um, would you uh, have this speaker moved? It's causing a little bit of distraction. It'll take two or three. So you've been having this dance of the waveforms, the divine and the human. At some point, they come together, which is what's happening right now. So we're zooming in on the process. We see in the past they've always ebbed and flowed like this, but never come together. Now they're coming together, and you are in this place right here. I'm going to simplify this, and perhaps uh, arguable with some, debatable with others, but I'm going to simplify the process. The first step is the, what I'm going to call the fruit of the rose. Step one. Fruit of the rose. And this is the, um, let's call it also the starting point. The starting point. From your own experience, what was it that initiated your process? What, what uh, prompted your awakening? <clears throat> oh, ready, Please. ready, ready. I was just so taken in. Okay. What, what prompted, prompted your awakening? Curiosity. You would need a mic turned on. Curiosity. Yeah. Uh, whose curiosity? Mine. When did that happen? When I did you was wake up one morning and rose. suddenly say, hmm, I'm really curious about, uh, and it's not actually funny, it happens. When did this curiosity suddenly strike you? When I was knee high to a grasshopper. Knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> this is a strange I human term. I came in indeed. with it. So, curiosity, that's good. Curiosity. And how's your curiosity now? Has it been satisfied or has it grown bigger? Probably grown bigger. True. So, your curiosity has not been satisfied? Probably parts of it. Parts of it. Uh, is it curiosity bigger than before, smaller than before? Have, have you woken up one day and said, I have no curiosity anymore, I'm absolutely awakened? No. No. Okay. So, uh, and again, not to pick on anybody, but you're here, so why not? Uh, so it's still the dog chasing its tail, to a degree. Uh, curiosity is a very curious thing. Uh, it, it keeps you um, moving, it keeps you in the game, it keeps you entertained and amused and always wondering. But, but yes, curiosity, your awakening. Thank you. Uh, yes. You're welcome. Please. You can give her some of Calder's money, too. <laughs> Not. So, You're very curiosity. welcome. What, what happened to start your awakening? There are billions of beings who are going to read this. So, uh, yes, this is important. Oh, I suppose it's the... By, by the way, if I could interrupt for a minute, which I did... Do you really realize what we're doing here? Uh, if you were aware, you would. This, we're, we're writing a book, but what else are we doing right now, simultaneously? Well, you're transforming energy, yes. We're holding a class on the new earth, and there's all sorts of beings who are sitting here amazed with the whole process. They, so you have to keep it simple. They're not terribly sophisticated when it comes to... Uh, living on Earth. They've never done it. It's all theory, 
It's all practice, but they're listening in on this amazing classroom. So, and they're wondering, first of all, if they have to go through awakening, which they will. Uh, they're wondering how others have done it. And they wonder, what happened? Did somebody come to you one day and say, would you like to buy some awareness? <laughs> or were you walking down a street one day and suddenly a piano came from a tall building, hit you on the head, and you said, ah, I think it's time to awaken. What happened? Next. Yes. Uh, I suppose it's… Uh... Would you mind standing up? All these, all these uh, young ones, the, the angels have never ones. come to earth, really want to see you. They're staring. What do humans look like? Mm, ah, mm, ah. Okay. Yes. So, uh, I suppose it was all the dramas and traumas in life that just got me so… Drama con- and trauma. Con- confused. You… And uh, wanting to straighten it out. Drama. And basically, you just get barf tired of all the, of the drama. That was Katumi. Uh, so um, I'll write down Katumi's words. You just get tired of all the dramas and traumas. Good. Next. It's Han. Uh, learning. Um, no, that's not what I want to say. Um, Deep breath. It's easy. I wanted to find myself. Wanted to find yourself. That's good. That's good. Um, yes. Uh, sometimes the term is a little bit overused, but but so many so many lifetimes, uh, all of you felt lost, lost on an island by yourself. Where, where is the rest of me? Yes, absolutely. Good. A few more. What prompted your awakening? I didn't know I was going to be awakened. Didn't yes. even know I needed to be awakened. Right. And Vince gave me a book to read. Ah. And it was Shirley MacLaine's Out on a Limb. Yes. And my whole core belief shifted. And I realized I was free. Yes. To believe anything I wanted to believe and to realize that everything I had believed in the past might not be so. So now you're beholden to Vince. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yes. And it was the most freeing thing that I'd ever had in my life. And Excellent. That was almost 30 years ago, and life has been great. Good, good. And I'm going to put book down there because uh, while we have some beautiful concepts here, um, yes, you may come back for a uh, moment. Quick, does Vince get one too? Oh, sorry. No. Sorry. Yes, you have to share the pen. Yes. And you're probably able to buy them from Linda for a few dollars, but... Uh... Don't even think about yes. it. When I was 12 years old, I was at church and meditating, and I spoke in tongues. Spoke in tongues? Tongues. And what did you say? Exactly. The old, I, said, I don't know what the hell I said. I know I said Buddha and Jesus and uh, yes. Mohammed. Yes. I don't know what the whole deal was. And have you spoken in tongues since then? No. Nope. Would you like to now? Yeah. Okay. Say, I am that I am with your tongue out. <laughs> I think you're serious. I think you're serious. I am that I am. 
right, Katumi um, is pushing my limits. Let's all do it together. Stick your tongue out and say, <laughs> Strange. You guys but true. will do anything. So, um, a, let's call this a um, uh, trance experience. A, okay. All right. So, uh, Linda, that's enough for now. So, oh, you're done? Okay. what is it that prompts the awakening? The ones who are going to be reading our work together, uh, they, they, they are going to be looking for really the things like the book that falls off the shelf. Uh, now, there is a lot of other stuff that caused Vince to give you the book. You were ready for it. But they're going to relate to the book that falls off the shelf, the movie that suddenly prompts them to consider life in a whole different way. A really bad dream, a really overwhelming, terrifying dream that takes them to a level they've never been before. A spouse, loved one dying, the first time they've really contemplated death. They, they knew death existed, but they never actually contemplated it. It's going to be something like, um, a car accident, a car accident that puts them into uh, some sort of trauma or even a coma, but jolts them out of their comfort zone. It could be, it could be simply, it could be simply waking up one day and realizing that you're alone, or it could be the sudden awareness of your overwhelming curiosity. These things have been brewing for lifetimes, lifetimes, and you finally connected with it. What has caused this, what, what has caused the pattern to change, has been going like this since, since the beginning. What's caused it to change now, and for the convergence of all the waveforms, the divine and the human and everything else, uh, it is a lot of things. It's, uh, for instance, taking your examples here, been there, done that. How many lifetimes do you need? Uh, most of you have had approximately 1,400. A couple here have had over 2,000. How many lifetimes do you need? Now, that's, that's not a, a condemnation at all, because, because sometimes it's just interesting to try on different um, appearances, take on different identities, play on earth. One of the things that, uh, that is common with what you call ascended masters, um, the, the, the ones who really come into their own, is there comes a point in their process when they know they're done. No more earth, no more lifetimes, no more connections with humans as they knew it. No more sitting around the dinner table. No more um, taking walks in the woods. No more, mm -mm -mm, you know, with the other person. Excuse me? Uh, it was Katumi. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> No more gatherings like this. There comes a point where uh, every uh, Ascended Master goes through where a, a real desire to turn back, 
to, to stay a few more lifetimes. Ha- haven't you felt it when you've contemplated ascension? Yes, it sounds so good to get off this spaceship Earth, but when the reality hits, some of you it is your last lifetime. There's something about Earth that is so beautiful. Something about living. Could you imagine living knowing that it's all going to turn out, that it all has turned out? Knowing that you can really create anything you want for yourself? Could you imagine not worrying about your health, not worrying about death, any of that? that this, this planet is amazing. There's a lot of other um, life forms out there, a lot of others. And, but none like the human life form. None that is the gateway into ascension. None. No life forms that are more intelligent, or let, it, let me say wise. Well, there's some intelligent life forms out there, but they're really not very wise. They have yet to learn that. Katumi was talking to me before our gathering. He said, wouldn't it be amazing to do a movie? about a very intellectually advanced society, but that really has no wisdom, has never really learned for the soul. Wouldn't that be amazing? So, so dear Shambro, where were we? So, so in the, this awakening, there's a lot of things that uh, occur before that this, uh, this point of that I wrote on the board there, the fruit of the rose. By the way, the fruit of the rose is a term Tobias uh, invented, and it was, the, it was the reminder that's in your reality landscape, a reminder somewhere in your consciousness that you can go home when you want. You pretend that it's not there, you, you frolic through lifetime after lifetime, even ignoring it when you stumble across it. But one day you realize the, the, the key to get back home has always been there. Always been there. That's where people, they, they start. Now, remember back to when you hit that point. You got the book. You woke up with curiosity. Uh, somebody brought you to a class that just opened you up. Prior to that, there was things like uh, maybe frustration with human life, Maybe the deep longing to be back with yourself, with every part of you. That deep longing, like, like uh, it's often misunderstood this term, uh, the lost love or soulmate, uh, but that, like, there's, like there's this other being out there in the other realms uh, waiting for you, the, the greatest love story ever told. And it's actually very true, but it's not another being. It's just yourself. It's just you. Sooner or later, I'm watching my time here carefully, sooner or later, everybody is going to come this way. It might be a lot later for some. You just happen to be on the uh, leading edge uh, of things. Yes, there are some Ascended Masters who came before you, but not many. You're actually what I would consider, truly, the first group to be going through this. A lot of individuals up until now, but you're the first group. So if you recall your experiences at this point, for most of you, exhilarating, overwhelming, 
made you reconsider everything, made you just uh, filled with uh, uh, anticipation, joy. Uh, you felt like, for many of you, like dancing in the street. You felt like getting on a bicycle and riding down the street and knocking on everybody's door. That was funny. <laughs> Converting them. <laughs> you felt like talking to everybody about this new, uh, incredible wisdom, th this joy that you had found. I'm going home. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is the point of awakening. It's, a, it's brilliant. Uh, absolutely brilliant. It leads to a, a tremendous amount of studying right away. Everything you can get your hands on. Everything spiritual. And you read philosophy. You read about religions. You read every New Age book, every channeled entity. Uh, there, are, there are people on the website right now who are in this spot. They're on the, uh, the internet. And they're reading everything. They're obsessed. They can't get enough. They, they can't get enough of it. Um, I'm sure some of you have been there. And then you become spiritual. Put on that spiritual badge. You say, now you are a spiritual being. And not really knowing what the hell it means, but it sure feels good. It, it, it gives you, it gives you a, a kind of a medal of honor, and it gives you something to relate to, and it reminds you, yes, you are on a journey. This phase lasts for well, a few months, maybe uh, a few years, possibly. And then a, a really interesting thing happens. You go into phase two. Ouch. That's what I'm going to call it. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. What? Uh, the other one. Uh, uh, what's that for? Or, as I. As I like to call it, D. Calder can't spell today. Destructuring, destructuring. Ouch! 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 You've all been there, done that, and you're still feeling the the side effects from it. You're ready to go home, whatever that means. You're you are now becoming a wise spiritual person. You even start talking different to other people <laughs> with a kind of. Uh, arrogant, uh, obnoxious, mm, oming uh, type of sound, and something happens. Your life falls apart. You destructure. It's, um, I, I don't want to say it's unfortunate. I, perhaps it's uh, somewhat necessary, but it doesn't have to be so painful. It doesn't have to be so grueling. It doesn't have to be so death-like. It's going to happen, because in this uh, ouch zone, the, everything that you thought you were, every belief that you've ever had, starts falling apart. It's really transmuting. It just appears like it's all tumbling down, crumbling like an, like an old building in an earthquake. And the human aspect comes screaming out, what the is going on with my awakening? Now you've got a tremendous contradiction. You're a spiritual person whose life is going downhill. 
You've told other people how great you're going to become, and now you're becoming nothing. <laughs> they laugh, ha ha ha, behind your back, once in a while, right at your face. You lose your job, your spouses, your health, your mind. Everything falls apart. You're destructuring. Celebrate. Yippee! <laughs> What's happening is there's a variety of things. Variety of things. You, you, you are now in the experiential part of awakening. All the old religious values start to, uh, start to shift and change. All of the belief systems. Uh, so many of you have a, an aspect of you that was, um, was born and, and raised to that aspect was going to be successful in this life and to have a good job and a good family and to make people proud of you and have uh, children who you would be proud of. And it didn't necessarily happen that way. Uh, that aspect, by the way, still lingers, still there, saying, hmm, shouldn't you have been doing these other things and you got off on this crazy spiritual path and now look at my life? <laughs> See, that aspect doesn't care about your life. That aspect wants its fulfillment. It wants, it, uh, wants what would you call it, the leave it to beaver, the, um, uh, the, the, the storybook kind of life. Fantasy life. Uh, and some, some actually have it, but it's just an aspect that's playing out. So suddenly everything is falling apart and you start actually going crazy. You become mentally, physically, financially, and especially spiritually imbalanced. Nothing makes sense anymore. The aspects. Oh, this is party time for aspects. <laughs> they are going to come back. Some of them have been out of contact with you for a long time, uh, lifetimes and lifetimes. They haven't emailed. They haven't come around for dinner. They've been way out there because they were sick and tired of you. Uh, so they've been gone somewhere else. And suddenly they have this urge to come home. They hear the same calling that you've heard. And they feel something is getting stirred up. So they come back home. Uh, they, they're not necessarily on a permanent basis. They're coming back to see, A, if this is the time to really uh, take over where they run the show, um, or there's part of them that's curious. Maybe we really are going home. And then they laugh. No way. No way. But the aspects come back. They, they they come back, as Andra and An will tell you, in wave after wave after wave. Now I know, I know there's a, perhaps a glorified uh, understanding of aspects coming back and that you just take a deep breath and they all come back home. Some of them do. Some of them do. They're, they're happy to be back. But some of them are just so annoyed with you. Some of them have so uh, much disrespect for you. Some of them think that you're the fool, and some of them just – their aspects they, – they just want power and control. They don't know why. They just want power and control. So this is a, a really difficult time. I'm surprised you made it. Oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> I'm very surprised you made it. Uh, th this is um, – 
uh, a fragile but yet extremely important time that you go through. Could you imagine for a moment saying, looking, looking back on it now from this perspective, looking back and saying, you know, it was just about destructuring, it was just about transmutation, it was just about releasing old stuck energy so we could all evolve, we could all ascend or awaken or whatever you want to call it. How would you do it different? Knowing that it already turned out, what would you do different? Microphone in the audience time. What would you do different? What advice would you have for the ones coming in the next wave, right behind you? And they're waiting, by the way. Gail. I wouldn't do a thing different. You wouldn't do anything different? No, I'm glad I experienced every single thing. From the, from the agony to the Who's ecstasy. Who's been drawing on my board? My aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't the artist. Any, you wouldn't do anything different? No. Would to be, you, on, to would be you honest even, with you? Would you even – have you not been honest with me? A couple of times. Oh, once I'm, in a while. I know that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you, what I've would always you, wanted a hug. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I love the tat. Uh, nice. And uh, nice for the camera. Yes. So, uh, what what would you tell them? Nothing. It is a secret, grasshopper. You must discover for yourself. That's what I would tell them. You must follow your heart. Bullshit. No, you've got Absolute to follow. Absolute no, bullshit. No, no matter how shitty it feels, you're going to tell them to follow time, their heart. They have no idea they heart. have a heart. They don't know what heart is. Their heart is so screwed up. Uh, Katumi's laughing. I'm sorry, but no, that's yes. okay. You've got we to trust hug, yourself. Okay. You've got to trust yourself. You've got to follow your heart, no matter what. And the what next it appears morning, in front of your face right now. And the next morning, right they now. shoot themselves because they have no concept of what you're talking about. That is. Uh, I have a little word for that. Um, oh, I call it macchio. Look it up on the internet. Macchio. Okay, next. Macchio. Um. Okay, I won't explain it now. I'll keep you in curiosity. You love curiosity. So, uh, please, uh, now, you're sitting with somebody who is in this crisis zone. Their life is falling apart. They are suicidal. They are angry. They are confused, like me. Uh, they, are, they have no idea what's going on. And they look to you and see somebody. Uh, they, they feel, they don't understand, but they feel something in you. Uh, they feel a, a wisdom. They feel a balance. They feel, they feel like they want to suck your energy and take what you have, but you're not going to let them. I know I'm talking too fast, but... Uh, Yes. So what would you tell them? They just lost their job and their wife walked out on them and they have no money in the bank and the doctor just told them that they are diabetic. You're going to tell them to follow their heart? Ah! No, I would tell them to take a deep breath. To breathe. Ah, okay. And I take a deep mm -hmm. breath and then... Ah! <laughs> Yeah, then go jump off a cliff. Walk in front of a train. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to tell them? 
that it's going to be okay. Ah, thank you. That was my answer. Okay. Yes, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Now, uh, now, actually, that sounds like bullshit. But you realize I tell if, that bullshit to myself every day. Exactly, <laughs> I, and because uh, you know that's an honest answer because you know it's going to be okay. Oh, they they might have to come back for ten Not more all the lifetimes. Time. No, it does. It, it's you're already there. You already made it. You're already there. Whatever games you want to engage in while you're getting there, whatever experiences you want to have, but how do you know you and I aren't sitting in our respective third circles, uh, looking at our third circle window and saying, Hey, Gail, how are you doing today? You ascended being you? Well, the I am that I am knows that I'm there. This part of me here right now yes. knows that I'm here, but I get back to my own place and I get back into the world, so to speak, yes. and it all kind of disappears. Yes. Reality sets uh, in. But I, I, like, I like that simple, it's going to be okay. Uh, ask Linda. Yeah, Micro microphone okay. to Linda. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And that is a true, honest answer. It's going to be okay. Now, you don't necessarily want to read them the fine print of what is going to happen. <laughs> uh, that'll come later. But yeah, it's going to be okay. And they'll look at you, uh, really wanting to believe you, by the way. And they'll look at you, really? And you say, really? Now take a deep breath. Ah. Ah. You know, Shambra, it's going to be okay. The only regret that I think any of you are going to have is that you didn't realize that it was going to be okay, that you fought that it was going to be okay, that you didn't believe, even when you could make that choice to believe, that it's going to be okay. The only regret in this whole amazing process is you're going to say, damn, I wish I had enjoyed it more. Yeah, it's going to be okay. You know what? Uh, just no. <laughs> Only if you pin it on. And now, just then, just then, the energy absolutely changed in the room and online. Where do you want it? Imagine what it would do for for others. The energy changes. Oh, all that tension, all that anxiety. All that, <laughs> all of that worrying for absolutely nothing other than just to have a little anxiety and worry, but I think you're tired of it. All that looking forward and fearing the unknown when you could just turn around <coughs> and just turn around <laughs> and look back on your experience. Choose the potential from where you've arrived to on how you got there. Now, don't think about that. Just feel it. Because thinking will cause you to say, yeah, but, well, the reality of life, Adamus, you know, is that, is that, uh, that you have to do this and that, and I can't do this because of my kids and my job and blah, blah, blah. Now you're right back into the old game. Well, really, I mean, you can just look back from 
your third circle and say, how do I want to experience getting there? That is more real than the linear going forward in time. And if there is anything I could really, and Katumi, could really get across to you today, is you are looking back on yourself. If you choose to, if you choose not to, if it's always going forward into the deep unknown and everything else and you want to process your way to ascension, that was funny. <laughs> you want to process your way to ascension, you can, but if you want to look back and say, here's how I choose to do it, you can. It takes a little practice because you've had eons of time of doing it the other way, but not that much practice. So what else would you, would you tell somebody in this, in this zone? Oh, right here. Oh, I got one. Yep. No. Oh, I didn't say. No. Oh, what, I say? what would you say? Well, I'm, I'm you... going to be Maury. Oh, my. <laughs> and I'm going through the tragedies of awakening. I'm, going into, I'm in the ouch zone, and I'm, I'm Maury talking to uh, – we're talking to a, a highly conscious and awakened Mori. More he. <laughs> Katsumi. That was Katsumi. That was not me. Cute. So it was cute, yeah, slightly. Uh, it was three on a scale of ten. Uh, so you're, you're the higher consciousness of Mori talking to the human Mori. What would you say, Mori? Well, you know, what I'm guided to do is to. Just really be with that connection that goes on in the moment. I, I just feel that, you know, it's just it's that feeling of... Norma, help me breathe. Help me breathe, Norma. Go ahead, breathe. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, yeah. Uh, that is true. That's what no, I usually no, say first. And, uh, and I'm having fun with all of you, but... I spit Ow. on Ow. processes. I spit on that was Katumi. I sorry. That was my shoe. Oh. I I spit on processes and structures and all this thought. Uh, that's that's where you've tripped up. You want to trip up somebody else? No, simply no. breathe. Breathe. Okay. That that's a good that's a take a deep breath and then what would you tell them? Just be with those feelings. Possibly. They might uh, hate being with those feelings, but yes. I, you know what I would do? What? what well, would I don't do? know. asking you if you knew what oh. I would do. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking. You know what I would do? One of the, th one of the things that, that I would do was just ask them to take a deep breath with me. I'm not going to say anything necessarily at that moment. I'm going to let them feel my presence more powerful than any words, more effective than any therapies, a lot cheaper than drugs. So I'm just going to let them feel my presence, mori to mori. Doesn't that feel good? Well, the compassion of connection is a key piece of healing. Oh, yes, it feels yeah. wonderful. Too many words. <laughs> Deep breath. It's just mori to mori. <sighs> Much better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, another quick one. Award? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, here we go. Here we go. There, so you're, you've earned it. You really earned that. Okay. So what, what else? What would you tell them in the ouch zone in, the, in this traumatic period? Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and jump. Not bad. Go ahead and jump. I've heard Andra tell it to people in a very loving and compassionate way. I have an, I love it. I have a disclaimer on that. That is not medical advice. No, no. you're talking about <laughs> jumping over from just being human to being uh, awakened. Watch where you're going. No, part. Now let's get let's get even more deeply honest. How many of you? have used the victimness of awakening to get a little energy or a little attention. Thank you. Thank you. Linda? I, my hand was up! <laughs> <laughs> my life is falling apart. I don't know what to do. Now, that's a true statement, but sometimes, sometimes there is a kind of uh, a needy feedy, I call it. Uh, that was Katumi. Needy feedy. Uh, yeah, you like that. Uh, let's have shirts. Uh, sometimes there's this um, poor me thing. Poor me, I'm going through awakening. I'm so, sorry, who would wear a shirt that says needy feedy? <laughs> I got 18 orders right here online. Who, on, who needy, online would feedy. wear ne- needy feedy? Would you wa- see? Twelve billion people just responded. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to invite Katumi back again. <laughs> this is difficult sharing. And oh, one body, two ascended beings. This is difficult. So, so dear Shambra, everything starts to fall apart here. It looks dismal. It looks dark. Uh, you're you're at the uh, at the end. It, it is. It is. Really, the the biggest death process you'll ever face, including physical death. Physical death is a walk in the park on a sunny day compared to this. But truly, because you just boy, you just go. Generally, you go days before your body does. Uh, you just you you lose um, connection and consciousness. So. You just um, evaporate away over into the other side, and then your body dies, and everybody cries. Most everybody. And, but this is tougher. This is the, the death of self. The self that has been constructed carefully, designed impeccably, and manipulated by a pro for lifetimes and lifetimes. It was designed by parts of you uh, to be eternal, and it suddenly discovers it's not. I'm talking about the physical body. I'm talking about the manufactured human identity. Uh, the, the, in this, this robotic aspect has been programmed for human perfection. Beautiful body, gorgeous face, uh, Im- impeccable sense of design, of, co- uh, of uh, clothing, of course, of fashion, wealth beyond wealth. Intelligence above anybody's ability to work miracles simply by waving their hands, and of course, the smell of chocolate chip cookies all the time. <laughs> so this this 
robotic, uh, it's actually a group of, uh, of aspects, ha have been carefully designed like robots and set out there. And suddenly, suddenly you and the robots, the aspects, all discover that was one great big illusion. Never reach that state of, of, of human perfection unattainable. Unattainable. Uh, it, it, you're, you're never going to, to uh, ascend in that status. It, it happens different. Awakening is different. This period, this uh, ouch, destructuring period, can last anywhere from approximately 10, 15 years for those who are fast-tracking to three, four, five lifetimes or more slow studies, maybe 20, 30 lifetimes. <laughs> Truly. But think of your accumulated garbage, <laughs> of accumulated beliefs and delusions and illusions and anger and wound and everything else. Think of how long it took to accumulate that. I think of how long it might take to clear it. Uh, we had a bet on the other side. I, I lost. Uh, and the bet was the best with the, with the angelic beings. Uh, we have something oh, kind of, uh, we call it human TV. It was the first uh, oh, reality TV series. We, and it's us looking down on you. Wow! Amazing! Weird, but amazing. That's its sister program, Weird But True. Human thoughts and actions. So we had a bet for, for about the awakening. How long would it take for, for what we would call a more, I don't like the term, but a more advanced, oh, I, let's call it more desperate, human <laughs> to awaken? General consensus was three, four, maybe five lifetimes. My dear friends, you cause me a lot of spiritual <laughs> moolah. <laughs> <You d 'all. laughs> You know, you know who won that bet? Tobias. We did. Tobias. We did. Uh, and you did, obviously you did. But it was Tobias who said no. He said, I've worked with them before. Tobias who said, I have known them in the temples of Tien. I have loved them. I have, I have walked in their smelly shoes. And uh, Tobias had said, no, they're going to do it this lifetime. And it won't be, it won't take 90 years. It's going to take 12, 15, 20 years. Most of you have been on that track for that many years. The ones, the ones coming behind you, if they have an, oh my dear, we're running out of time. Uh, the ones coming behind you, if they, if they have enough, uh, if enough um, a passion uh, in, in this, they could be doing it in five or six years possibly, and the years don't matter uh, other than to you. If it's already done, it doesn't matter. But yes, there's part of you that's saying, how much more is this going to take? In, in, uh, <laughs> in, our, in our book, we're going to talk about uh, more in the book. We'll give details on that spark that causes the awakening, and then you, people will discover it wasn't a spark necessarily. It's a pressure that's been built up for a long time. Sometimes 
there is so much uh, what I would call psychic energy as a result of the wave patterns, so much buildup of psychic energy, it, it just is going to force it to happen. And one day, the awakening – the awakening can be defined. It doesn't really birth there, but it, it can be defined at that point of a book, of a movie, of um, a tragedy, something that happens to, to turn. This zone here is where we'd like to concentrate uh, in helping people to understand what they're going through is relatively common and it's going to be okay if they can, if they can get through that. In this uh, destructuring zone is also when um, they really feel the loss of their spirit guides, where they feel so alone, where nothing makes sense anymore. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. But Now, come to the next step, which is what I'm going to call the um, meld. The meld. You're, by the way, these are not clear uh, uh, barriers. You don't go hop from one to the other. They kind of flow through each other. I'm oversimplifying them. You come to the meld in this process. Now – now the waveforms are inevitably going, coming together. Suddenly you realize, damn, there is no going back. It's, it is happening. You try to go back, but you can't. You try to forget, <laughs> but you can't forget what you know. You even test it. You say, can I, can I blank all this out? But you can't. This next is the meld where you actually start to, at a very deep level, you actually start to feel yourself, your divine. You still feel very human, but suddenly you get, you get glimpses of clarity. Probably the most significant part of this is suddenly you, you get a, a creative burst. We haven't had it in forever. Suddenly you are drawn into things that are creative in nature – music, uh, uh, artwork. You never give a rip about it before. <laughs> Suddenly there's, you see a beauty in things that have always been there, but you haven't noticed. Now, you're still going through a lot of the chaos and, and the trauma of the uh, ouch zone, the destructuring, but now You've got some hope. You're seeing evidence that this is really happening. You start to actually connect and communicate with non-physical entities. Not that you're going to turn into channelers, thank God, but uh, suddenly you, you find yourself talking to other beings, and they answer. And then you doubt it, of course, but you do it again, and there's a little bit more clarity the next time. Suddenly you, you, the fog starts to uh, appear to lift, uh, but then the next day maybe it gets heavy. And suddenly you, you feel some deep new passion, but the next day it seems to have kind of faded out again. You're, you're in that funny middle zone, and that's, you're, Duchamp, that's where you're at right now. You still have the anxiety. You're still gun-shy, as they say. Little in shock, overwhelm, and uh, awe 
of this process you went through, and you didn't know you had gone through it, there's still the anxiety that you're going to either have to go back or it's still there, or you're just making all this up. But, but dear ones, in this melding, you're starting to feel that yourself, this uh, lost love, actually becomes more intense, more desire. And the funny thing is, in this, in this uh, phase here, not only is your heart aching for your lost love, but you can feel it is aching for you as well. Hmm. It's a feeling beyond words, uh, indescribable, to know that every part of you has missed you and cared about you and felt separated from you and wants to come back to you even more than you want to come back to it. It's an amazing beautiful experience. It may last for a hundredth of a second, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Good Lord, good inner Lord, I'm running out of time. So here there is something that happens. It's the melding. It's the knowing that this is real. It's suddenly discovering that what you've been searching for really is there. You feel like you're just about to break through. You feel like you can almost taste, almost breathe that whatever it is, whatever you want to call it – enlightenment, uh, awareness, uh, ascension – it's so close you know it's there. It's not a far-off dream anymore. It's right there, but it's still eluding you. But It's really not, actually. It just feels like it is. Something happens here that, that I want to address, and uh, so we'll, I'll go a little long, but I want to address. This is very important. Uh, here, and this is for you when you're teaching or sharing with others, this is the point of getting extremely distracted. Right here. Not here, but here. You're starting to taste it. Suddenly, the distraction. What are the distractions? And you should be able to answer this because you're experiencing it. What are the distractions? Please, Linda is going to volunteer you. Me? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent choice. What are the distractions? Um. Deep breath. Go down here. What distracts you? You're, you're starting to feel uh, this uh, returning to self. What will pull you away? Um, mundane concerns. Thank you. Yes. Monday, list one that you personally have. Professional and financial worries. Uh, be specific. Ah, uh, be specific. Create about getting a project done. Getting a project done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, getting the project done, whatever it may be, because it has implications on your professional and financial future. Yes. 
So, wonderful distraction. Wonderful distraction. It gives you an excuse, uh, a rather cheap excuse, by the way, uh, for not doing what's really in your heart and what's really there. And could you imagine looking back on yourself? Could you imagine saying, you know, I got so damn distracted, and it really wasn't what I wanted to be writing. It wasn't. I was so forced and so by whom myself. Absolutely, and I made myself write it, and it's not what I wanted to write. Uh, Perhaps. So, so it's a distraction. Could you imagine suddenly uh, the awareness? Of the I am, whatever that means, but the awareness. It's like turning on the lights. You got it. You're there. It doesn't matter. The projects and everything else were just a distraction. So, thank you. Thank you. Do you let remember me, let my me name? Put it, let me put it another way. <laughs> my let, nickname that you're going to call me. I do, but let, let's focus on this. Let me put it another way. <laughs> distraction. The distraction. Now you've distracted poor Caldra. And so uh, let me put it another way, is that instead of struggling through the project, uh, it, could, it could actually manifest very, very easily. And if you looked at it, uh, look backwards at it from already having done it. Yes. So, good. Thank, Thank you. you. What was the nickname? Let's keep moving. Fine. <laughs> My distractions are my fears. Fears. Good yes. ones. Fears. So I'm going to list these are some of these are, as you said, mundane, some are some are very emotional. Fears. And what's the fear? Well, it's about the daily life. Okay. Was there a fear about well going into full awakening? No longer no longer even relating to uh, life on planet Earth. Yes, but I'm not aware of this. Yeah. But, but yes, fear is good. And uh, uh, the fear of mundane uh, daily life, what, what is the fear? The fear of change. Fear of change. Excellent. Good. Wise group here. Thank you. Others. There's a very important one here. I was going to say fear Would you of, mind standing? Uh, sure. Thank you. Um, other fears that I have, one of them is that my body's not going to keep working. That's um, a good one. I'm not going to have enough money. Does it matter? It seems like it matters while I'm in it. You've got your choice here. <laughs> right. Uh, I know. Body that works well or uh, absolute enlightenment? Which absolute one? enlightenment. No question. Okay. No question. To Don't me. worry about the body then. Okay. Body can take care of itself. The more you tinker with it, the more you uh, worry about it, uh, it just automatically responds to you. Say, dear body, I'm kind of going through this important uh, uh, opening, blossoming, uh, enlightenment. Could you please just take care of yourself? <laughs> okay. That's it's great. It's that simple. That's great. Yeah. Good. So, so um, the um, body issues – Will your b- that's a good question. Will your body be able to withstand the intense, overwhelming energies that are, are coming in? I think uh, 
laughing bear. Uh, talked to, mentioned that last month. The intensity was so great. He didn't mention the body, but the intensity is so great. Can you handle it? Can your mind handle it without blowing its circuits? There's the fear. Can your body handle having the DNA rewired, having the organs uh, and, and the, the blood and the cells and everything go through a, um, a change process? It's up to you. It's absolutely up to you. You can, you can determine. You can say, dear body, dear mind, uh, you know how to balance. It, it's, I built it into you. You know how to fix yourself. Now, damn it, do it. Uh, be that clear. Don't, don't say, oh, body. And don't say, I won't even get into it. Time is short. So, yes. What is a distraction? Family and relationships. Absolutely. That's what I was looking for. Uh, let's call it loved, loved ones, or uh, partially loved, sometimes loved, occasionally loved ones. That's a big one. Now, you have children, you have partners, you have people you've been with for a long time. What, what if this means that you're not going to be there for them or them for you? That's a huge, perhaps number one, distraction at this point. Huge. And it's honorable, but it's kind of not honoring yourself. See, it's honorable perhaps for them, but really not honoring yourself. They, they are not actually the ones creating the scenario. You are. And by saying, Yes, but if I ascend, will, will, they, will they ever ascend? Will it take them a thousand lifetimes? Who's going to be there for them? Let's do this together, or we won't do it at all. Uh, that is your choice, absolutely your choice. But I want you to stop for a moment and look at something other than just that potential. What, just what, if you became fully aware what implication would it really have on them? What are some of the other potentials? That your light might shine on them? That you might be of some service to help them uh, to see who they really are? Might you not be the stand? Sorry, not to do double negative. You'll be the standard for them. You will be the example. And maybe contemplate this for a moment. Maybe you have some, some old agreement that you'll go first and they'll be there to support you. That you'll go first to be a standard for them. That the, you'll go first so they can take care of some of the routine things here. Maybe, just maybe. There's a lot of other distractions that, that occur and unfortunately so much to talk about in so little time. I would like to pick this up again in our next gathering. One of the biggest distractions in, in, this, in this zone is um, it's a funny type of spiritual arrogance. Hmm. And I can talk well about that. <laughs> it's, your own, it's your own spirituality. 
Uh, it's your own spirituality. You become so uh, engrossed with yourself. Uh, it, because it actually does feel good, and it, you have learned a lot. But you're still – you're actually puffing up your old spiritual values rather than destructuring them. You've actually kind of taken a detour, and you suddenly become uh, the guru, the wise sage one. And you know, uh, it's kind of nice being in that position. Kind of lofty, kind of gives you an edge over the others. and. And it's, it's a, you're having a real experience, but there's a tendency to, to stay in that zone because you kind of like uh, doing, playing this uh, role for others. You kind of like your newfound spirituality. Why go any further when you can have your cake and bless it too? <laughs> so, so <laughs> hard to get a laugh, Katumi. So that's, that's where most of you are right now. You're in that melding. You, 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 you're experiencing it. You're feeling it's there. You, you've, you're feeling the, the touch of the whisper of yourself like you've never felt before. I'm going to go into distractions more next month, but I, I want to get to the point of where I'm really trying to go here. This zone also, you're, you're in, or you're just getting there. I'm not sure what to call it. Perhaps you'll, you'll help me to discover a name. But in this zone, in this, in this really it's the final uh, phase that uh, one goes through, philosophy doesn't mean anything anymore. It's all BS. Spirituality, you suddenly realize how phony so much of it was, how uh, how it was like uh, it was like flypaper. It got you stuck. How it was amazing in one way, but how it's really a lot of crap. It really is. You don't you don't sit and tell a person about compassion and about you know the path that they're on when they're down on their knees. You tell them it's going to be okay. Everything else is really kind of crap. Uh, later you come back and you can explain in non-intellectual terms. But anyway, in this zone, uh, some of you, uh, I would say, have entered it. Others are going to be entering it this month. It's beautiful. It makes all this destructuring a, a thing of the past. What happens here is uh, to use Tobias's immortal words, it doesn't matter. Stuff comes up in your life. Those aspects come back to, to just give you hell, and you just take a deep breath, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to give yourself fancy little spiritual cliché phrases. You don't have to go to your quote of the day, your marshmallow messages, <laughs> your fluff and puff cereals, or anything else like that. It all seems now so ridiculous, so contrived, uh, perhaps helpful at some point, but now so childish. Here, you're going to, in this zone, for example, some of you have experienced this recently, an aspect, an unintegrated aspect, and there's still some out there, the big bad ones, 
but you're realizing they're not so big and they're not so bad. But they come in to give you a ration of intellectual uh, hell. You know what that's like. All of a sudden you got this stuff going through your mind. Where did that come from? I was having a nice day and suddenly I'm abusing myself. Doubt. Please. Uh, the doubt is only yours if you accept it. Uh, in, in, this, in this zone, uh, these aspects come back and they try to really terrorize you. Uh, they're really testing you. They're really seeing if you're really up to the, uh, to the awakening. But they come back in and suddenly it doesn't make a difference. Suddenly you're not involved in this intellectual-slash-emotional dialoguing with yourself. Suddenly you're not doubting yourself and giving yourself these old put-down words, these, these old – you know how that happens. You don't feel good about yourself for whatever reason. I, I don't care. You're getting old. You're tired. You did something wrong. You feel you're not as uh, good as somebody else, and suddenly you're in that old doubting thing. What do you do? You throw a little sugar and syrup on it and even say things like, I am that I am, without believing it. Uh, or you, you, you have to you maybe go run and read some spiritual quote or, or something. It doesn't work anymore in this zone. It doesn't work. And that's the beautiful thing. Suddenly, reading uh, religious, spiritual text, uh, as Katumi would say, you can't even do it anymore. It seems like so yesterday. Suddenly, uh, all this intellectual dialoguing for the sake of spirituality is so tired and so old. Suddenly, you just laugh. Literally, you break out laughing and say, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's a beautiful place to be. It's, you know, it's a type of quiet. It's a type of quiet that you haven't experienced in hundreds of lifetimes. It's a, you could say it's an awareness of a new balance. It's not about meditating. It's not about praying. It's not about any, it's not about any technique. It is, this zone is perhaps sans. It's nothing. It's nothing and it's everything. Sans. Nothing. You don't need anything here. It's the, it's the true beginning of the realization of the I Am. Not just saying it. Matter of fact, in the zone, you come to a point where you don't even want to say it anymore. It just is. It just is. This, my dear friends, is really where, where you're at. Where you're at. I want to give you this overview so you understand what's happening. I want to, to show you the process that one goes through. So when you're working with others, in your own words, in your own ways, you can explain the process. And what happens here is everything kind of goes into a quiet beauty. Quiet beauty. You don't have to 
effort anything. In a way, you don't care about anything because cares become old. In a way, you don't have to yeah, – there's still the human pressure to make money, pay your bills. But in a way, you kind of don't care anymore. So what? I can have my house. I've got me. Nothing better than that. Now, the funny thing is it doesn't turn out that way for the most part. You don't lose the house. You don't lose your health. You don't lose all these things. You gain. Yeah, you gain. You gain. But we're going to go back to distractions next month, so I'll warn you right now. There are some distractions in there also. So that's um, – please understand you're coming to this San zone, this quiet zone. It's, it's the calm after the storm. It's after the storm, after this relentless, grueling battle that took place back here in this destructuring zone and still remnants of it here in this melding, the quiet zone. I bring it up so that you can give yourself permission to experience it this next month. Give yourself that experience of saying, you know, it just doesn't matter. It's not indifference. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't matter because you know how it all works out. You know the end of the story before the other chapters are ever written. It's so simple, and anybody who makes it complex should be um, something. <laughs> so, uh, Shambhur, let's do something now. Let's switch gears, take a deep breath. There's an energy crisis going on in every way uh, definable, an energy crisis on Earth. It starts with the energy of, that is being used by consciousness, energy that's being called forth from the great reservoir of all, of all energy. It's being called forth by consciousness, by you, by others. The old way of calling forth uh, psychic energy, non-physical energy, is changing. That's why the world is changing. You can see it in the, uh, the symbols or the, the actual practical applications. Uh, the world is basically out of old fuel sources, and they're playing with solar and wind, please. Uh, no, those are bandages on a gaping wound. Uh, those, aren't, those aren't the answer for humanity. Those are toys. Those are jokes. Those are distractions. I'm sorry, but they are. The world is facing a huge energy crisis in, in every possible way. It's all as a way of stimulating going to the next level. As I said last month, the oil spreading out from this, from this um, rig on the Gulf and causing, it's, it is causing short-term environmental problems, but what it's really causing is awareness. Awareness, a big word. Causing awareness of the need to stop 
drilling into the ground because that's not the answer for the future. There is energy all around us right now in a neutral state. Energy enough to power the biggest cities in the world contained in this room, in the air, in the water, in your bodies. But it's not being utilized. It's thought to not exist, but it does. Of course, at one point it was thought that the world was flat, and maybe it is. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, let's do something. Let's have fun. Let's go in and feel potentials for energy for this, for this world. Now, before we do, I want to point out some of the fine print. Saying new energy sources discovered next year or the year after, whenever. It has a dramatic effect on the infrastructure. We'll go back to structure, the structure of a human day-to-day life. Automobiles, people who make uh, furnaces, the people who make the power, the people who dig the coal or pump the oil, well, they're going to be out of jobs. It's done. Fine. And with this new energy, you don't necessarily need a lot of people working at it. It kind of works for itself. And it's very potent, extremely potent. What if it got into the wrong hands? So all of these things come up. Yes, the, the concept of new energy sounds incredible. We'll bring new energy to Earth, but understand what you're up against. Understand the implications. And you do, because you've gone through it. The implications of your own new energy, destructuring, change process. Was it worth it? Looking back? Up to you to answer. Let's go into the potentials, and we're just exploring potentials. Interesting thing about potentials, they're kind of like the balloons. They've been there all the time. People just haven't seen them. They haven't been hidden. They just have been unseen, because with limited awareness you're not going to see the real potentials. But this group has beautiful awareness, and you've learned how to feel, and you've learned how to go beyond mental thought. Mental thought still important, but you learn that there's something else. So let's take a journey, well, a journey to right here. <laughs> All the potentials are surrounding us right now. Now, potentiating – I made up that word <laughs> – potentiating is an art. It's not a science. It's, uh, it's something that takes um, practice and finesse and trust and compassion. Because in true potentiating, you go beyond the mind. You don't think of new energy. You don't try to see new energy. You experience it. You feel it. You let it buzz in your heart. You feel it vibrate or expand in your body. You feel sometimes an emotion with it, but it's not a thought. We're not trying to analyze. And we're not trying to analyze. What does new energy feel like? You close your eyes. Or not. I always found, find it helpful to 
hum a little bit to myself when I potentiate. Oh, potentiate. Pot what the? I thought I was bad at creating words. I like to hum when I'm potentiating. It helps me to feel into and not think. What does new energy feel like? What's the song of new energy for Earth? What does it feel like? Dance with it a little bit. Breathe with it. New energy. <coughs> if you're thinking, you're not potentiating. If you're feeling, you are attracting. You are, you are calling out this potential. You're, you're bringing it out of dormancy. You're bringing it out of the resting, the sleeping that it's been in. This planet is ready for it now, for new energy. wasn't ready for it 20 years ago, 50 years ago. So you've got a beautiful combination of desire and need. You've got a beautiful potentiator yourself, one who can feel into potentials. And when you do, by the way, oh, you can take a deep breath. Relax for a moment. In, in my opinion, this is the true meaning of the law of attraction. It's not thinking about something intellectually, mentally forcing it to come in. It's feeling it. It's, it's letting it come out of its long hibernation or at least out of neutral. And now it's attracted to you and to your personal life. And now it's attracted coming closer to Earth, closer to becoming uh, a chosen reality. It comes in close to be with you. Coming out <clears throat> You know, it's, it's kind of like 
It's kind of like, um, you know, a seed. A seed, you're going to grow uh, flowers or some vegetables, and a little seed in a pack. It just, that seed just waits, oh, waits. It's in neutral, just waiting. That's what potentials are like. They're, they're, they're seeds, invisible seeds, that are just waiting to be planted. They have to be, they're planted with consciousness and choice. They're waiting to come into this reality to blossom. That's what you just did. If you get to thinking about it, constructing it in your mind, you are not potentiating. You are thinking. And it has a certain degree of success, but not much. If you are feeling, then you are absolutely attracting those potentials to your life. So, dear Shambra, it works on a global scale. You're not inflicting it on anything, but who knows? A scientist might wake up in the middle of the night and go, where did that idea come from? And run to the laboratory and work for days and days, tinkering away. Where did that come from? And then he thinks, I'm really smart. Where did it come from? Maybe from right here. Just to let you know where we're going, we're going to do more of this kind of thing in every meeting, every gathering, and in the meantime, you can do it for yourself. You're looking back. You're going to, in just a moment, be looking back from your point of completion, ascension, fulfillment, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. You're looking back on yourself. And you're saying, what potentials do I want to bring to life? What do I want in my life? You're no longer at the mercy of mass consciousness. You're your own self. And dear friends, as I love to say, absolutely, without, without any ifs, ands, or buts, all is well in all of creation. And you're the one that chooses your creation. With that, I am that I am, Adamas in service to you. Until next time, au revoir. And so it is.